What's good, my peoples? We are here again for the Green Beige Fantasy Spot. As always, that is AJ. He is the Green. I am Ken. I am the Beige. And we are here for another week's edition of the Fantasy Spot. AJ, how are you doing, my brother? A bit of a topsy-turvy week in fantasy. It's just some leagues are a complete lost cause some weeks. <laughs> um, some leagues I am I am looking really good in. So you know how fantasy goes. It is true. It is true. And but you're the guy who is in more leagues than I am. So how did you do how did you fare this week in your multiple leagues? Um this week was a three and three week, actually. This week was a three and three league. The thing is the league that I'm being completely um, demolished in is my own league. <laughs> I, I, I draft, I'm not drafted, sorry. I, I, I decided to blow my team up. So, but I was, I was getting a, a few, I guess, semi-decent options. I, in the last week, I traded for Zach Wilson and Kareem Hunt. Enough said. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. Understood, sir. Well, my, again, I have the, I'm yet to go 5 and 0 at any point mm. in time in my five leagues. This was another 4 and 1 week. And you know which mm. one I get? I got the one in that throwaway mm. league. Throwaway league. <laughs> again, that, that league just is not working for me at all. However, in our show league, you know, that's where we always like to start. We had. Some good matchups this week. Some that were kind of that were closed for a little bit, and others that were just blows from start to finish. So the beige bombers, my beige bombers, we knocked off Team Club Sheshe 192 and a half points. The highest score for this week I took Team Club Sheshe's 128. The Long Bay Bayonets they beat the Denver Ravens Revenge 156 to 122. London Learners took down Alberta Tyrant 140.5 to 119.5. Eckler and Koch they got their second win of the season, upsetting Kawhi Knott, 154.5 to 141.5 and, and you're at Hawkinson, AJ, you got 163 points taking down a very unlucky team Burks, who only managed to muster 86.5 so when we're looking at the standings now yes, that, I, I was checking to see if it was one of those times where maybe you know he didn't update his team or what but that that was just really 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 unlucky for him yeah it was so when we're looking at the standings now in the east the Beige Bombers are at top at, with a 5-2 and two record, which equals that of the London Learners over in the West, 5-2. and two. And then in the East, the Long Bay Bayonets and Kawhi Not, they are both at 4-3. and three. Then Team Burks and Alberta Tyrant, they are both 2-5. and five. Over on the Western side, Ravens Revenge, they are second with 4-3, and three, as well as Club Sheshe. And then Ad Hawkinson, they are 3-4. and four. And Eckler and Koch, they are two and five. So some teams are well positioned for the playoffs and others have a lot of work to do. Ad Hawkinson being one of them. You really could have let me get that win last week. <laughs> that was out of my control, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It, it was a little bit of a rough time for me 
Now, as we know, the trade deadline is also approaching. And so far, we have not really had anything happen that is fantasy relevant. We know that Joe Flacco, he was traded from the Eagles to the New York Jets. And there is a possibility that Flacco may be playing, if not this week or next week. However, the expectation is that he's not going to be playing too much, if at all. We're waiting to see what happens with Zach Wilson, but more will come on him when we get down to the injury report. But as always, we like to talk about the heroes and the goats for week, this is week seven. So AJ, I'll give you first crack at the heroes. Who gets the flowers this week from you? Right, so um, as usual, we'll stick with our league for the reference point. And so this week, this week was actually a really good week for me. I was the second highest scoring team in the league and that is due in part to the Bengals boys. <laughs> yeah, Joe Burrow with 68 and a half points. Bear in mind, like once again, remember folks, this is a, 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 um, a custom PPR league. Um, Joe Burrow with 68 and a half points. He had 416 yards, three touchdowns and one pick. And then Jamar Chase, who has become a, 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 a starter, like a, you have to start him week in, week out. He's not even a streaming option or a matchup option. He needs to be in your lineup every single week if he's in your roster. He had eight receptions for 201 yards and a touchdown. This, this man is, is leading the charge for offensive rookie of the year. And thanks to the two of them, like, uh, once again, the rest of my team um, scores look like the lottery picks, lottery <laughs> pick numbers. But thanks to the two of them, I was able to, to be one of the highest scoring, scoring teams in this league. Um, also, on my, on my bench, and we mentioned this in the Green Bay podcast, Derek Carr, the week he had. Derek Carr is actually my backup quarterback in this league. And, and you know what? If I had that, that combination of Burrow and Carr in a, one of my two QB leagues, I would have I slain this league. But, sure. yeah, but he had to sit on my bench with 58 and a half points, 323 yards, two TDs, and an interception. <sighs> Sad. Sad that that you're here to waste some points, you know what I mean? It is true. But yeah, so I mean, just from my side alone, these were three of the, the breakout performances of the week. So I'll give you a funny story about me and my fantasy teams and Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. I picked up Chase in I think week two in one either one or two of my leagues. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably in the throwaway league, because that's where I've been doing the majority of my chances. Like, yeah, trying to unearth a diamond in the rough that will yeah. probably <laughs> save me some week. Gladly, I'm one and six. Uh, anyhow, the week that I picked up Jamar Chase, it was probably Jamar Chase's only bad performance of the season. And I was like, this man was not catching anything in preseason. I know he's not playing very well. I dropped Jamar Chase. Dropped him, yeah. I wish yeah. I could get him back now <laughs> because he is absolutely killing it. Absolutely killing it. He is. He is. And there's no, of course, there's no way anybody's going to trade anything to the worst team in the league. So I'm just going to have to eat that one. <laughs> However, in our league where I have been crushing it with my five and two beige bombers, Matthew Stafford 
has to get some flowers this week because he gave me 67 points. No, actually, if I'm coming down through my team, there are a number of notable performances that definitely would be um, hero-worthy. So Matthew Stafford, 67 points. Alvin Kamara, 38 and a half points. Dearness Johnson, out of nowhere, the big surprise from Cleveland, 29 and a half points. Hey, hey, don't do that to me. I did mention him last week as a very good streaming option. I did. Yes, but we didn't expect that streaming option would have turned out to be 29 yeah, and a half yeah, points. Maybe, maybe not that big, yeah. But I did expect him to put up some points, though. Well, I, I did not think that... He, well, okay, full disclosure. I started him. So that mm. means I expected that he was going to be able to do Enough. something. Yeah, yeah. I, but I didn't expect that it was going to be to the tune of 146 yards rushing and a touchdown and then some passing yards as well. How much passing yards mm -hmm. did he have? Um, he had 20 passing yards, I think. I can't remember for sure. But he did do some work in the passing game as well. So he was a bit of a surprise. And then, as you may mention, of your backup quarterback, my backup quarterback, James Winston, 41 points. You'd really hope that I can get those 41 points when Stafford goes on his bike. <laughs> but we shall see. Now, some others who we definitely would like to make mention of and give them, you know, the respect that they are due this week. Aaron Rodgers, 57 points. Matthew Ryan, 54 and a half points. Damien Harris of the uh, New England Patriots, 29 so points. While, while you're saying that, I actually have a funny story. I have a funny story about that. Sure. Because, um, was it a week ago or two weeks ago, I was saying that Damian Harris needs to be out of your lineups for what, whatever <laughs> was a particular matchup, right? Mm -hmm. I think he had a decent game then. But I actually dropped him because of his lack of production in fantasy. And that, at that point, I needed someone better at my team, right? Mm -hmm. um, can't even remember who I picked up for him. But I dropped him. And then this week, he, was, he, he remained on the... This is a league, a separate league. You're not in this league with me. But he remained on um, on the wave of wire and then in free agency. And I actually picked him back up this week. <laughs> this matchup. I was like, uh -huh. you know what? Nah, this, this is a really good matchup. And I needed um, I needed someone to plug in to stream this week because I did not trust to put Miles Gaskin in. Even though, um, I, yeah, I think, I don't think I had anyone anyone else at the running back position to plug in. This is a two, two running back league and whatnot. So I picked him back up, plugged him in and... You just mentioned the kind of week he had. 106 yards, two touchdowns. And he did not fumble the ball this week. Well done, <laughs> Damien. Thank you. Thank you. From a fantasy perspective and as a Pats fan, thank you. Finally. Yeah, finally. No, someone who I did that did a whole lot better than I expected that he would have this week as well, Khalil Herbert, 22 and a half points. Yes. He was definitely a bright spot bright spot for the Bears who were completely lacking all bright spots this week. Mm -hmm. Then we have Terry McLaurin, 28 points. I made mention of Cup just now, 40 and a half, because Cup gave me 10 receptions, 156 yards, two touchdowns. I absolutely love that man right now. <laughs> then um, Mike Gesicki, the tight end from the Miami Dolphins, he had 21 and a half points. Kyle Pitts, 26 points. And Zach Ertz, we made mention of him last week. And how AJ was so high on him. Like, he picked him up everywhere he could. He was ahead of me in the everywhere. So that's why he was able to grab him and I could not. <laughs> and Ertz gave 15 and a half points for his D 
debut with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, so he was only off like three catches, but he did have a. Uh, I think one of them was a long touchdown catch. So yeah, and it did. Yeah, it did. It did his score a world of good. Now, as always, when we hand out the flowers, then there's the other side. Now there's belt. Oh, sorry. Out. Before you do that, though, I just mm -hmm. wanted to make mention because this is a league I lost to, and a friend of mine that I was playing was streaming CJ Uzoma this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I ended up losing. Mind you, I had Kyle Pitts at a tight end position, but this is a two tight end league, and I don't even know if it happened before. When did Darren Waller get injured during the game? I didn't. I didn't see before he was he was questionable. I think they said that he was downgraded to questionable on Saturday, mm -hmm. but they were not sure what the status was going to be leading up to the game. So it was going to be like one of those game time decisions. Game and, then, right. and then with the inactives released 90 minutes before the game, then it came out that Waller was not going to play. And well, well, as you can see in this league, I didn't even get a chance to swap him out. I, yeah, that's exactly what there. happened to me. That's exactly what happened to me. I I had Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts and Waller on my tight ends. Kyle, we know that we, we spoke in Green Bay about the week Kyle Pitts had. The, he didn't even get into the end zone, but seven receptions, 163 yards. He gave me 26 points in this league. Like I said, so Waller, I didn't get to, to take Waller out of my team and, and plug in another tight end. But my friend I was playing, she beat me by like, about 19 points or so. Robert Tonian waited this week to have his best week of the season. Four receptions, 63 yards, and a touchdown. And then, as, as you mentioned, in the same game, very, no, sorry, sorry, that's not the same. What, what am I talking about? They already played. In, in um, the Bengals game, again, CJ Uzoma, three receptions, 91 yards, two touchdowns, 16 and 29 points, respectively. And that, from two tight ends who probably will never give you this level of production again in the game for the remainder of the season. Yeah, I just had one of those weeks in the league where I was a very high scorer. I had a very high scoring week. Could have beat the, the bulk of teams, but one. But, but, well, but the one team that I eventually lost to and then another team in the league. Everyone else I outscored, but, you know, I just have those weeks. Yeah, it, that happens because... <laughs> in the NFL fantasy league that we are in, that is how I have lost a lot. The, well, not a lot, because yes. I've not lost many games in that league. But mm. the times I have lost, it has been pretty much just like that, where the team that beats me is probably the one team that would have beaten everybody. Every, right. And, right. And I just happened to be the one to catch the L this week. So, of course, you know, like I said, we've handed out the flowers, so now it's over to the other side. Who is, who are the goats? <laughs> the goats this week, and there are quite a few. Man, I don't even know why I, I I just can't move Aaron Jones in this league. But I'm I'm so mentally out on Aaron Jones at this point. A twenty four ten win over um, the Washington football team. This man had nineteen yards. 19 yards rushing and what do you have receiving? Um, so 20 yards receiving, 39 yards in total. The, like, basic, basically the, the second best offensive weapon, 39 yards in, in a win. It, it doesn't really inspire much confidence for him going forward. In one of my leagues, I've already traded him off and I would love to move him here. 
uh, once again, he's a good. Um, Daryl Williams picked him up as as um, the handcuff to Clyde Edwards Elier. Um, had a very good week last week. I did not expect the game script to go the way it did this week. I don't think anyone expected the Chiefs to be in the situation that they were in. Um, offensively that made, made them have to, you know, throw the ball a lot more often. And while Williams is a pass-catching back, you know when Mahomes gets in those types of situations, he ain't looking to dink and dunk. He's looking down the field for the big play. So mm-hmm. that kind of ruled out Darrell Williams a bit. And yeah, eight and a half points. Mind you, like I said, the Bengals boys carried me. And this this is in our um, the show league, the, the Green Bay's um, fantasy sport league. So I was just kind of disappointed. With Darrell Williams, based on situationally, with Aaron Jones, I'm just not surprised anymore. <laughs> ah, yes, that that is definitely a challenge. Now, I I went through, and I don't like to necessarily um, pick on players, especially if they get hurt during the game, and that be the reason why you don't get much production out of them. So you will not hear me coming down on the running back from the Eagles, whose name escapes me right now. Sanders? Yes, Miles Sanders. Oh, he, got, he got injured? Yes, he, he got his ankle um, injured in that game. Mm. Yeah, so we, we don't quite know what his status is going to be going forward, but more on that in the injury report. But he got injured, and then the running back for the Raiders, Josh Jacobs, he also got hurt. So with the two of them getting hurt in the same game, I'm not going to drop them in my GOATS position because they probably would have done a lot more had they not gotten hurt. But they getting hurt obviously will also hurt your fantasy team. But, of course, I mean, there's, I have to put the GOAT on Patrick Mahomes. Because 30 points, 30 points for any other quarterback would be disappointing. For Patrick Mahomes, that is a travesty. Yeah. 206 <laughs> yards. 206 yards and an interception. This is the first time that Patrick Mahomes has gone for less than 250 yards and no touchdowns in his career. Mm-hmm. When you have a game where the starting running back for your opposition has more touchdowns than the starting quarterback of a team. That's a problem. Derrick Henry had more passing touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes this week. <laughs> so Patrick Mahomes, he has to be, he has to get put in the GOAT category. Now we also have Tressway. Now, remember, I made mention of Team Burks and how unfortunate he was that, you know, he only was able to master 86 and a half points this week. Tressway has zero punts. So, of course, if he has zero punts, he gets zero points. And that that is definitely hurtful. Now, we can come down the list of Team Burks. Because his, his team is full of goats. Sam Darnold, 17 points. Mike Davis, one point. No, DK Metcalf, with the way how that game started, you would have been forgiven to think that Metcalf was on his way to having a really good game. Oh, yeah. One catch for 84 yards. But remember, we told you guys last week 
that Metcalf was probably somebody you should feed because he was going up against Marshall and Lattimore. Mm-hmm. Metcalf finished this game with two catches for 96 yards. He only had two targets the entire game. Taylor Lockett, I don't remember. I don't even know what his score was. But he only had two receptions, too. So he, he really, and he didn't have the touchdown. He didn't have the long play to help save him. So he obviously will have to be a goat as well. Julio Jones, two receptions, 38 yards, five and a half points. And then Jacob Murray's one of three on-field goals. You get minus points every time you miss. So one yeah, field goal, a, one extra point, four points. That was, that was a rough week for Jalen. <laughs> yes, yes, that was it. Was a very rough week for him. No, also, no, I had Alan Robinson, three and mm. a half points. Tyler Lockett. Oh, I did have it here. Tyler Lockett, three points. Yeah, three points. Odell Beckham Jr., four points. Alex Collins. Alex Collins had all of the opportunity, and especially for a PPR league, thank God he had the opportunity because he has 16 rushes. He only gave six and a half points because he's rushing against Moisés' defense, who, as they said last night repeatedly in the broadcast, we have only allowed 200-yard rushers in four years. So... For anyone, which is, why, which is why I left him on my bench in 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 this in the um Green Bay league. I had I didn't I think I played him last week. I was like, nah, in no way he putting up um numbers against the, the the Saints, especially with the fact that they're able to bring the the other youngsters into run as well. Because he was actually dealing with a groin injury going into the game, so mm-hmm. that was never that was never going to be a good look. Yeah. So here is an early piece of advice. We haven't gone to start and sit yet. But if you are playing against the Saints defense and you have a running back, it probably might be a good idea to sit him that week because the Saints defense are playing out of their skins. And for those who may have, there are some fantasy leagues that do have individual defensive players. If you can, if you don't already have him and somehow everyone in your league does not know what they're doing, and Demario Davis is still available, go get him. Because that guy is playing yeah. some of the best football of his career. Anyhow. Be a good addition. Yes. So, and then the only other name we had here, Antonio Gibson. He has been mm-hmm. relatively pedestrian a lot of the season. So he is on eight and a half points this week. So that is the heroes and the goats. And now we're on to the injury report. And this injury report is pretty long again. Um, not all of it is bad news. Some of it is some pretty good news. So you can definitely take some of this advice to help fill in some of your roster positions because you probably will need to replace some players that are going to be out. Now, heading into the game tonight, Devante Adams and Alan Lazard for the Green Bay Packers, they are both... On the COVID list, we already know that Lazard is out. Devante Adams, he is most likely out. Um, Hopefully, by the time this airs, then we will have some confirmation where that is concerned. But if I were you, and I am definitely with you, 
if you have Devante Adams on your team. I don't have him in the show league, but I do have him in one of my leagues or two. Yes, I don't so know do for sure. He is most likely someone that you will need to replace this week. But Marcel Valdez-Cantling, he is potential to return. So that is somebody, and you know that he has been deep threat the majority of the time for Aaron Rodgers. So he may be somebody that you probably could try to stream. Jerry Judy of the Denver Broncos, he is expected to play this week. So that is somebody that you could probably try to pick up because the Broncos offense, well, they, they played three very um, weak teams early on and it looked pretty good. They've played three better teams and they're not looked as good. They are going to have to try to do more in their offense. So Judy can be expected to play a role in that. Will Lutz, the kicker for the Saints, he had a core injury that he picked up in the preseason and he was put on IR and he unfortunately has had a setback. So he is now out for the rest of the year. So we, well, the Saints, they have a young rookie kicker who kicked two field goals last night and an extra point. So... If you're looking for a kicker, maybe you can take a risk on the rookie and see what happens and hope for the best. Malcolm Brown from the Dolphins running back. He has a quad injury and he's been placed on AR and he's now out for at least three weeks. Will Fuller, he has a finger injury, so he may not play this week, but definitely more to come as the week progresses. Odell Beckham Jr., he has injuries in both shoulders. Not just one shoulder, in both shoulders. That may require surgery. But he's less. Is he carrying the weight of the world? How do you get injuries? In both shoulders. This, you know, this is just like uh, when we talked about Carson Wentz earlier in the season. Yeah, yeah, it just both both ankles. ankles. (laughs) (laughs) So now he has two. Some wild stuff. Yes, this is crazy. But he's saying that he does not intend to have shoulder surgery during the season. So he he's probably going to try to tough it out. I don't know how you trust Oda Beckham Jr. with injuries in both his shoulders. But if you are, maybe you are a better gambler than I am who does not gamble at all. Then Michael Gallup, he is designated to return the... Um, Cowboys has to activate him within 21 days, otherwise he is ineligible for the rest of the season so he is expected to begin practicing this week but of course Michael Gallup when he was fit last season, he was a distant well, fourth in that offense behind CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper and Zeke so now we have to wait and see what position he's going to take because he could even be fifth behind Tony Pollard now. Baker Mayfield, he missed practice this week. He was out last week with his shoulder injury in his non-throwing arm. And with him missing practice, that probably means that he is out again this week. If you need, if you absolutely need to go get a quarterback, there's nobody left on the river where, you know, Case Keenum is his backup. Baker and Case Keenum are probably giving you about the same production anyway. So you could probably go try to get Case Keenum. Tyrod Taylor, he's expected to practice on Wednesday. DJ Chark, the wide receiver from the Jaguars, he is out for the rest of the season with an ankle injury. I may mention of Zach Wilson, he has a PCL ligament 
injury and he's out two to four weeks. Josh Jacobs, he has a chest injury, but they said that it is not too serious. So he is going on the bye week this week and we have to monitor him for week nine. And then Miles Sanders, he has an ankle injury and he's getting x-rays at of this recording. So there are lots of issues, lots of injuries this week and things and people that you will have to probably try to replace. Now, this week's bye weeks also will come into play. I just mentioned the Raiders, they're on a bye and the Ravens are also on a bye. So for those of you guys with Lamar Jackson, I really hope you had a backup plan because he's not playing this week. So now we get to the start and the sit. And we always like to tell you guys um, who we believe are good starting options. Obviously, I may give you some force that you could probably try to pick up as well. So, AJ, when we're looking at the starts this week, who pops to mind? Um, okay, so before I mention that Jamar Chase, you need to have him in the team regardless. Um, I think this week is a good matchup. It should be. It looks like it should be a good matchup for um, from DJ Moore in Carolina. No, the the this is if 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 you do need an option for this week, especially if you're in a deeper league, because the issue here is that Sam Donald has not been playing um, his best quarterback football. So that would be the only um, knock against starting Moore. However. The matchup against Atlanta's defense should be um, should be a very favorable one. Um, again, uh, if <laughs> I don't, I, I depend on on the kind of view you have, if Joe Burrow's not your starter, he also has a very good matchup um, playing against the Jets. Um, you see what Mac Jones did. Mac Jones had his best game of the season against that Jets defense last week. Um, the defense is going to be on the field a lot. Joe Burrow is going to work that defense and. Um, as much as as they have a very good running game with uh, Joe Mixon and I think Samaj P. Ryan is back. I, I'm not sure what he did last week. Joe Mixon likes to throw the ball. And the Jets are not very good. So um, look for him to have another big week. Uh, oh, and as usual, uh, we mentioned <laughs> we mentioned the fact that Kansas City has not been looking very well offensively, but... I feel like this is redemption week. They're at home. They have a long week to prepare because their game is a Monday night game. The Giants, you, you did say, and, and you are correct, that the Giants' defense is, 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 is not that it's a bad defense, but I don't see them being able to, to hold out for four quarters against um, the Chiefs the way they did against the Panthers last week. The Panthers are just completely out of it. Um, Mind you, the Chiefs were too, but I can't see uh, for two weeks in a row they're not being a touchdown, not being some big players. So I think anybody from the Kansas City offense, especially the, the wide out options, um, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, you can feel a lot more confident in them, although they would have generally been starters. And um, going to LA, whoever you have from the Rams offense start this week, they have, they have their on-field bye week, meaning that they're playing <laughs> the Houston you know, they're playing the Houston Texans. So everybody can eat this week. We all know Cooper Cup is a guaranteed start, but guaranteed start, sorry. But you can have a little faith in Robert Woods this week because this is another defense that is going to be worked. For sure. Now, 
one thing that I saw here as well, and it didn't make mention of it because it's not directly fantasy related, but it does definitely matter um, for this week especially. As you may have mentioned of the Giants and their defense, mm-hmm. I saw today on Tuesday as of our recording on the 26th of October, Jabril Peppers, who is the starting safety for the uh, New York football Giants, he is now on injured reserve with a ruptured ACL, and he is done for the year. Yeah, I was done for the year. Wish him all the best. Indeed. But this is going up against the Kansas City Chiefs at home who have just been embarrassed. And your starting safety is now out too. Yeah. yeah. It, it could be biblical <laughs> for, for the Giants this week. So, so yeah. oh, oh, sorry, I did have one more name I wanted to mention. I forgot. Um, not to go against what you said because I completely agree with what you said, and I did hear that statistic too about the Saints' defense not allowing a hundred-yard rusher in like four years, right? Mm-hmm. However, however, I think if at this point in the in the season, like men going down injured, people are going down injured, and and it is kind of hard to to fill in spots. If I'm in a deeper league, I would still I feel like. I would still start Leonard Fournette, not because I expect him to have a great impact in, in the ground game, but I don't I don't foresee Tom Brady trying to force the ball over like over your defense, like trying to beat your defense deep, right? And in saying that, he likes to, to throw some of these screen passes, and Fournette is one of his favorite targets for that. So I feel like Fournette could still pick up some passing yards in this game. Um because yeah, I don't feel like mind you, Chris Chris Gordon is is also one of these options when Tom Brady throws his screens, but he likes to do it with Fournette. I have more faith in in Fournette being a part of of that offensive scheme than Rojo. I I don't even know. I can't even recall how much we've seen of Rojo this season, but he has almost been a non-factor. You, I, I expect even Giovanni Bernard, Bernard to be better than Rojo, but I would still definitely in a deeper league. Let me say that. Don't make Leonard Fournette your running back one this week, but he can still give possibly like lower end running back two like flex um, points for the matchup against the Saints, um, more so due to the passing game. Understood. Now, somebody that I had also thought about, um, Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. We know that Danny Dimes, in a lot of cases, he's been like Danny Pennies more so than Dimes, but. Um, he is going up against one of the worst defenses in the league in the Kansas City Chiefs. And as I said just now, it could be biblical the way how the Chiefs are putting up points. So Danny is also going to have to throw the ball to try to keep up. So mm-hmm. him going up against that defense is probably a good idea to stick him in there as a streaming option. He may, you know, if you if you're in a two-quarterback league and you need a second quarterback, he's not a bad option to have. Um, this week, I also, um, well, I didn't really have a lot of people on my start list, to be honest, but I did have some folks on my sit list, and that is how that is where we're going to end this month this week. So, AJ, I'll let you get first crack at the sit list. Who do you believe should be seated that you should not risk this week? Um, so last week. Um, as much as I I was very critical of the Denver offense, the defense actually wasn't very bad. And 
because of that and the fact that they're back home, I don't know how much I trust Antonio Gibson this week. Antonio Gibson has become sort of a, a, a matchup option. I don't think he's a, like a guaranteed. He hasn't been like guaranteed start in the league this season. And I don't trust him for this matchup, particularly against Denver's defense. Um, he, he um, Last week it was against the Packers. And you mentioned in Green Bay how much how many defensive pieces the Packers just keep um, picking up every single week because, because they're losing players to injuries, right? And mm-hmm. the fact that is that Gibson had no, he had little to no impact because you mentioned him in your goats, didn't you? I did. Right. I don't trust him. I don't trust um, his matchup again this week. So I, I, I would lean very heavily into saying that you should fade him for this week. Um, Khalil Herbert, I, I don't know what to make of Khalil Herbert because I was actually surprised with his production last week. I, I honestly thought that the Bears would be throwing the ball a lot deeper and not if he, that he would not be getting involved. But I guess he was like a safe option for, for um, Justin Fields. Uh, so against the Bucs, well, we know the Bucs defense isn't great, but he had 18 rushes for 100 yards, five recessions from five targets for a further 33 yards. Um, did not get into the end zone, but still 22 and a half points, which is fairly good, all things considered. Mm-hmm. This week against the Niners, though, I don't know that uh, the, the Niners defense has been a bit slow. I don't, I don't recall. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I, it, 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 they're usually a hard matchup when it comes to, to that wrong game. So uh, I would, I, I, I think, I think at this point, let me put it this way: that Herbert has gained enough trust to probably keep in your starting lineup, especially if you need an option. You know, if you're in a deeper or two QB, um, two running back league, but just temper expectations. I don't think he necessarily gets the same um, sort of, of numbers on production this week. Gotcha. So, this the thoughts that I had for um, my sit list. Now, I had all the Bears wide receivers, <laughs> all of them, because. They're not getting it done in the passing game. It's been it's been really, really painful to see. And you know that one of the things that um you would usually expect is that maybe the number one word receiver can still get some work in. But mm-hmm. when Alan Robinson is is only coming over here and, and putting out three and a half points in a game where they had to throw the ball because they were down big and they were down early, and he doesn't get anything. I think you can safely fade all Bears wide receivers going forward. Now, the one that seems to have been getting the most work, and he's been up and down when you check his, his statistics this season, is Darnell Mooney. And Darnell Mooney, you could probably risk on him because he had a down week last week, so maybe he'll be up this week because that's the, he tends to be, you know, literally up and down every week. Mm-hmm. No, I personally would not be risking on Darnell Mooney, but that's I, I can have <laughs> my own personal things where Darnell Mooney is concerned. Darnell Mooney, he first I first became aware of his presence when he punched CJ Gardner Johnson last season. That was the first time I was even aware that this guy existed. So because of yeah, that, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, when when he you know he pulled he he snatched the um 
the mouthpiece. The mouthpiece, yeah. Yeah, and then punched him in the helmet. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> you can't really speak very highly on a man's uh, risk reward evaluation if he's punching the helmet. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that that if you have to risk on one, maybe Mooney is your guy. But I, I probably would not go that route. If you're still starting Texans with receivers, I don't know what you're doing. But if you have any Texans with receivers in your lineup, they're going Anybody up against the Texans. Anyone from the Texans. Yeah, they're going up against the Rams this week. So that is a that is a horrible matchup for a team that is already not very good. So I would sit all of them. I'd be cautious this week, actually, with the Saints defense. The Saints defense, well, they've been playing really good. Their pass defense at times can be gotten after. No, you know for sure Mike Evans is a sick because Marshall Lattimore is going to drop him in his pocket <laughs> and keep him there all game long. Yeah, yeah. However, the others, Chris Godwin, may actually not be a bad idea to start because he is then going to be the wide receiver that most likely floats all around. Mm-hmm. I personally would not start Leonard Fournette at all because Demario Davis is probably going to do his best to take him out of the game. So then you have to look at maybe the tight ends. Gronk is still hurt. He's not expected to play this week. I'm very thankful for that because Gronk would be a matchup problem. But the Saints defense, I'd be cautious. I'm not saying don't, don't start them, but I'd be cautious where they're concerned. The Vikings, the Vikings defense, who are the Vikings playing this week? I wrote them down because they Cowboys. Are playing, yeah, Prime they're time. playing against the Cowboys on Sunday night. Yeah. No, I've heard some pundits say that the Vikings are better than their record suggests. However, the Vikings are 3-3. Three and three. They just come off their bye week, and they're playing against one of the hottest offenses in the league in the Dallas Cowboys. <sighs> How do you trust Mike Zimmer's defense at a time like this? So, if you have no choice, if you have no option, and I don't know why you have no option, because no <laughs> leagues, no fantasy leagues are 32, 32 teams deep, or even 20 teams <laughs> deep, there has to be a better option out there than that Vikings defense. And then finally, you know, I did speak on one Mike Williams, who is still on my team. He's still on my teams because I can't find a trade partner for him. I've been trying to get rid of him. It's not worked yet. However, we know the Chargers are going up against the Patriots and the Patriots, they have a particular system that they like to use going up against certain teams with certain wide receivers. They like to put their best corner on the number one, and then they double the number two everywhere he goes. Mike Williams is the number two wide receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers. Mike Williams is probably going to have Another one of those games which will make you think that Ken started him. But Ken is not starting him this week. Ken is keeping him (laughs) buried on the bench because I do not expect Mike Williams to do anything. I'm very... There are three names. There are only three names on the Los Angeles Chargers I trust. That is Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen to some degree, and Austin Eckler. Outside of those three, especially this week, nope, that is not a risk worth taking in my estimation. But anyhow, 
I think we have come to a great spot that we can land for this week, AJ. Do you have anything more to add before we get out of here tonight? I just need to have a better week. I need to put all the focus right now in the leagues that actually still stand a chance of winning and just forget the rest and let 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 whatever happens have let the chips fall within me. Understood. Well, I'm still trying in my throwaway league, but I'm trying to win the other four. So we'll see how that goes. So, folks, that is it for the fantasy spot this week. As always, that is AJ. He is the green. I am Ken. I am the bridge. We will see you next time.